Hello and welcome to another time for devotion and reflection as we try to find something God might want us to think about today. Let's pray together. Oh God, continue to fill our mind with your thoughts since they're so much better than ours. Amen. About a month ago, I flew to my childhood town in central Sweden to attend the funeral services for my friend from grades one and two, a wonderfully sweet man named Mats. That's M-A-T-S, Mats. He had been suffering from severe heart disease and was on the waiting list for a heart transplant, but he simply ran out of time and died. His widow wrote me that same night that, quote, Mats died peacefully and calmly in his sleep last night. His heart just gave up finally, end quote. This man, who was known for his warm heart, his good heart, his kind heart, had a horribly disease-ridden heart, and everyone seemed quite aware of the irony. I had just visited with Mats about five months earlier, and we had a chance to do our usual banter and teasing, along with catching up on our lives, our lives separated by an Atlantic Ocean. When I hugged him goodbye, I had no idea it was the last time I would see him in this life. That summer visit was to be followed by a bitterly cold December funeral, perhaps appropriately so. My trip lasted only two nights, and the long flight gave me plenty of time to question the wisdom of my decision to attend in person for my friend's memorial service. Now I look back with absolute certainty that it was truly worth it, and then some. It is a moment I will never forget, and my sweet wife had to endure my endless stories of how moving it was, how perfect it was in tone and dignity and tradition and message and, 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 and how it had changed my life. Among other things, it made me reflect on the basic meaning of friendship and where it fits into our lives as followers of Jesus. My first thought is that it is closely linked to our motto at Church of the Palms, loving Jesus and loving neighbors. Aren't friends actually a subgroup of our neighbors? A very special subgroup. John 15, 13 says, and here is how to measure it. The greatest love uh, is shown when a person lays down his life for his friends. Well, that sounds a bit extreme, right? But okay. And on more normal everyday terms, we have the Apostle Paul writing in Philippians 2, 19 and 20. If the Lord is willing, I will send Timothy to see you soon. Then when he comes back, he can cheer me up by telling me all about you and how you're getting along. There's no one like Timothy for having a real interest in you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. There's no question that God created us for relationships and friendship is one of the most critical connections we make with others. From our earliest moments, friends profoundly impact our attitudes and behavior. Friendship is an essential part of life. Friends give us allies 
in a challenging world. They offer us support and encouragement when we're down. They challenge us when we're being difficult and stick up for us with others. And though we'll only have, and though we'll have a lot of friends in our lifetime, we generally have a small handful of close friends who have a dramatic effect on us, helping to shape who we become. I think the foundation of friendship is trust. Trust by definition, and I heard this on NPR the other day, so you know it's got to be true, is the definition of trust, again, is letting your guard down. Isn't that the luxury of being with a friend? Being able to be completely free to be yourself. Not even the tiniest bit worried about how your friend is going to handle all the crazy talk you throw at them. You trust them. And doesn't it feel great to be on the receiving end of someone who has let their guard down, of that trust, seeing that your friend finally feels safe in your presence? The Bible has some stories about great friendships, and my favorite involves my namesake, Jonathan, and his buddy, King David. They develop such closeness that they swear eternal loyalty to each other, which ultimately goes beyond Jonathan's death. David takes over the care of his disabled relative, Mephibosheth, as a result of that pledge. The scene where David and Jonathan have to say goodbye for the last time, and the many tears they shed, well, that is a moment that has always resonated deeply with me. Here are some beautiful everyday examples in real life of friendships around us that I found. If she knows I'm having a rough day, my friend will show up and take my kids for the day. By just showing up instead of calling, Stacy knows I can't tell her not to come. That comes from Courtney Clements of Nampa, Idaho. The next one says, I met Mary Lou 14 years ago while tending the grave of my 34-year-old son, Kevin, just weeks after he passed. Mary Lou was visiting her son, Gary. She smiled, and soon we were sharing our stories, not only about our sons, but about life in general. On my next visit with Kevin, I saw a piece of paper sticking out from under a rock, an inspirational note from Mary Lou. I wrote her back and put my note under the same rock. A week later, I returned to find another note from Mary Lou. We went back and forth like this for years. Today, we still see each other, but usually over a hot fudge Sunday. We talk and laugh and rarely feel the need to discuss our deep pain. That's why we are friends for life. That's from Patricia Kohler Dark in Concord, California. And one more story. After my wife of 44 years died, I didn't feel the urge to socialize. But that didn't stop my friend Tony from inviting me to join a group of guys who got together every Thursday for dinner. I told him I wasn't ready. He called again the next week, and again I said no. He kept calling every week. And finally I said, okay, I'll go. Anything to keep you from calling me every week. It has now been six years since my wife died. And thanks to Tony, I've been going to dinner every week with this gang we've dubbed Romeo, R-O-M-E-O, -E retired old men 
eating out. That one's from David Fenwick of Ocean Township, New Jersey. The ultimate friend we can lean on and laugh with always is, of course, the Lord Jesus. We should never lose sight of how amazing it is that God himself, the creator of the universe, wants to be our friend. From the very start with Adam in the garden, God just wanted a friend to walk with, to talk with, to laugh with. A few Old Testament stories describe people like Enoch and Moses who seemed to walk with God in something resembling friendship. But they would no doubt have been amazed to see God in the flesh, the one whose coming we just finished celebrating at Christmas, and that he would be a friend of sinners, a friend for people like you and me. Thank God there is no Atlantic Ocean separating me from that friend of mine, that lifelong friend who knows me better than myself. And can I trust him? Can I let my guard down around Jesus when I commune with him? You bet your life, my friend. Let's pray together. Oh God, our best friend and savior, we thank you for the earthly friends like Mats that you give us. Our lives are so richly blessed with friendships that last beyond the grave. For that we thank you and bless your holy name. Amen.